I'm Heather Wright, and I am a special education consultant as well as a certified special education teacher. And my name is Katrina, and I am a special needs parent and IEP coach. And today I wanted to start because I see what's going on in special education. There's a lot of negativity right now, there's a lot of tension. It is across education, but it is severely impacting special education. Mm -hmm and the relationships with between the IEP team or between home and school. Right. And I just wanted to talk about some strategies to get your teacher to listen to you because I think that's the biggest thing right now. People do not feel heard. Yes. So I just wanted to start with like start day one. Decide day one how you and your teacher your, your child's teacher want to communicate? Is it going to be email? Is it going to be text? Is it going to be like a phone call once a week? Mm -hmm. Decide from the start how you both want to communicate and come to an agreement. Right. And also within that, don't be scared to check in. If you make that agreement, mm -hmm. say, you know, let's check in once a week, just see how things are going. Right. My, my son, while he's very talkative now, he was nonverbal when he started kindergarten. Mm -hmm. he, he tried to talk, but was not um, successful, really. Yes. And just knowing that I could text and say, listen, how's the week been going? Even, you know, let's say he had a bad week at home. Mm -hmm. Things have been kind of rocky at home. I just wanted to check in and see how things are at school. Right. It gives the opportunity for the teachers to let you know, you know, if he's doing well mm -hmm. or if he's having some struggles. But it keeps the communication open constantly. Right which I think is such an important factor. If your teacher knows they can always reach out to you, mm -hmm. it can be po positive and it, you might get some of the, the rough stuff. Right. But if you are constantly in communication, you're going to get all of it. Right. And I think you can't just assume what type of communication each person prefers. Right. I preferred email because it was easy for me to check on my planning periods or when I had five minutes of, you know, whatever that looked like, I was able to check an email. Yes. If you tried to call me on a school cell phone or I didn't even know how to check my voicemail in school, like right. no idea. So I preferred email, mm -hmm. but some parents might not want email communication all the time. They might want you to pick up the phone. So I think that's a great idea <clears throat> to set that up early of what that could look like. Right. How frequently? Probably daily is probably a lot in the beginning. Yes. Yes. You know, Maybe if they do have a behavior system and a, and a, a sheet that they're communicating with, fine. And, but a phone call or an email daily might be hard-pressed yes. from the teacher side. And I, I know that just from being in the classroom. Right. But weekly emails are absolutely manageable and do, doable. Right. And it could be people get busy. So yes. set up that. You can set, like if you have a Google email address, mm -hmm. you can send it or like set it up to like schedule it to post, you know, to right. send. So if you set it on a Monday that you want it scheduled on a Thursday to send right. to the teacher, 
So you as a mom, because mm-hmm. you know, things happen, get busy. Yes. That you're still communicating with the team and that the teacher's also, oh, I got to remember to email back Katrina right. about her child, you know? Right. And it doesn't always have to be a long email mm-hmm. or what have you. Sometimes I just get a photo of, or a couple photos of things that he he's done over the week. Right. Like a special friend that he made or... If he was a line leader one day, just the pictures of, you know, people he's interacting with, things that he's doing, that is such a big, it has such a big impact for me Mm -hmm. because I feel like I'm, again, in the know. Right. I feel like part of the group. I feel like part of the IEP team. Mm Mm-hmm. It's important. I mean, you are an equal member of the team, so you need to be heard. But I think it's super important, like you said, as a classroom teacher, I'm not sure that I had ever set that up with any of my parents early on. Right. I just overly communicated and emailed back and forth. And that's how they preferred. But maybe I wish I would have done that for some of my families that weren't always as forthcoming with information. Yes. You know, or maybe they needed more communication from me. That would have been something to do. And I will uh, give another example of something that happened to me this school year. Um, My son, the last two school years was in kindergarten. He had the same teacher, the same para, the same special ed teacher. Everything was the same. Then this year, everything changed. Mm -hmm. He changed general ed teacher. He changed special ed teacher. He changed classrooms. He changed para. Right. So I was very nervous because sometimes he struggles with mm-hmm. tra- with transition. And he is a boundary tester. Mm-hmm. So I think all kids are. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and I always know he's going to have this little honeymoon period where he's getting to know you, but then he's really going to start testing you. Right. So I was just really nervous. And when we went in for meet the teacher, his general ed teacher gave me her phone number and she said, I know I can tell that this transition is stressful for you. Mm -hmm. So if you have any questions, you can text me or call me. We'll, we'll figure it out together. Right. And I cannot, I, I didn't text her or call her, but I cannot tell you how much just knowing that she was available and open mm-hmm. even before school started right made me feel more confident and comfortable right and that you actually are heard and seen yes you know she could see it probably on your face yes. that <laughs> things aren't going as smoothly as what you wanted them to go yes. or the thought of what that could look like is different right you know i know something that some of our families that I've worked with before have done, and I don't know if you've ever done it before, do you feel like an about me kind of one pager helps with being heard for your school staff? Yes. I mean, I I know during IEP time, we always fill out the parent input statement and give information about our child. But as our child transitions, even though those new teachers should be reading the IEP. Yes. They, there is something about personalizing just a sheet of paper, say, and I, 
you know, you put your child's picture on it. Mm -hmm. These are the things I really like. Like my son likes to dance and he likes just music and he responds to learning through music. He loves to read. Mm -hmm. You know, these are all things that are, you know, it, it's helpful for the teacher. Right. Because they know where their strengths are probably going to lie. Mm -hmm. But then I can also, you know, his favorite color is red. So, you know, she might give him a red lollipop or right. something like that. You know, she might make that extra effort. My son, for rewards, he likes to be a helper. So you put, you know, a good motivator for him right. is to be a helper. Let him be a line leader one day. Make a big deal of it. Um, let him help pass out milk at lunchtime. You know, yes. Yeah, that'll the, go about me. Than, than chocolate or, or sweets or things like that right. for him. Oh, for him, yes. I mean, what I'm hearing you say, though, too, is if you feel like you want to make sure that your team hears you, that that starts, and we've talked about this before, but mm -hmm. communication and yes. relationships. Yes. You know, if yes. you don't have a relationship <clears throat> with your school team or your child's teacher or your teacher doesn't feel that they have a relationship with you. Right. I mean, not that you have to be best friends with either no, person. of course. You know, but it starts with having that relationship with them. Yes. To be able to feel like you are heard, whether it's yes. at the IEP table or it's just coming in as a new mom to this classroom. Yes. <clears throat> and I will say something that I do do. I know it's not feasible for everybody, but any opportunity that comes up to volunteer at the school, mm -hmm. I take. Right. It introduces me to all the staff, even if my child is not in their class. Mm -hmm. My child might be in their class someday. They might interact with my child in the hallway. And it also kind of puts me in the view of the administration. Yes. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll say... A couple of weeks ago, I volunteered at the book fair, both my children's schools. You know, I have an opportunity to run into my child's teacher mm -hmm. and we can just, you know, check in and say, how's it going? Because I'm in view, mm -hmm. I'm more likely to, you know, just get the odd tidbits right. that I wouldn't get if I wasn't there. Right. What about if you feel like you're not being heard at the IEP table or, <clears throat> excuse me, you've, you've sent an email to the school or had a question about something related to your child, what do you have a suggestion for how to do that? Or how do parents make sure that they can be heard with a question that they've had or a concern that they've had, or even at the IEP table when we're talking about all the things related to your child? So I think <clears throat> my biggest thing is I'm a letter writer now. Yes. That's my big thing. And you're amazing at it, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You too. Holy. Um, but I will say that if I have a concern that is serious or needs research or data or, you know, just more information, mm -hmm. I always put it in a letter form and send it to the entire team. So entire team, what is that? Is that so you're thinking like special ed teacher, general teacher, Everybody that would sit at my IEP table. Okay. So the general ed teacher, the special ed teacher, the speech therapist, and the admin. By including everybody, everybody knows that I have a concern. Mm -hmm. Everybody's just in the loop. Yes. 
uh, everybody knows that like they might, they might want to know because when IEP time does come, we've already all been made aware. This is nothing that's going to surprise anybody. Yes. So I can tell you like when I was in the classroom and I would get an email like that from a parent that had my administration put on it or therapist, it gave me this like anxiety as in that maybe the mom or the dad or whoever sent it was more right. like, well, she doesn't know how to do her job. Right. And that was my own internal dialogue yes. that I had with myself and I had to get over that piece and it took a while, but going through the mentorship and changing from a classroom teacher to a consultant, I had to keep in mind that by doing that, the parent is trying to keep again, everybody in the loop yes, and not throwing anybody under the bus but maybe the the special ed teacher is unaware of what this is or, right. and it kind of takes out the middleman. So maybe right. your question is related to the gen ed teacher, but the gen ed teacher is like, well, is it the special ed teacher that I need to ask or do I need to ask the SLP or, or whatnot? Right. So everybody's on that email and it doesn't need to be a got you. Yes. Like throwing under the bus. And I try <clears throat> to make it, not that way like right. if even if it is a question for one person i always address my letters dear team mm-hmm. because it is for the team it's for everybody's knowledge it for everybody to just stay in the loop we all want the child to succeed right and nobody wants like surprises and you do that probably with your um parent input before the iep meeting too Yes. That you generate your letter of concerns, strengths, all the things related right. to your child, but send it to his team before that IEP meeting as well, yes. right? Yes. But you can, and an IEP meeting can also be called at any time. Mm-hmm. So if you have a serious concern, you've sent the letter, and maybe it's still a concern after you get a response, mm-hmm. don't be scared to call a meeting. Right. That's what your IEP team is for, to resolve issues, maybe to change a goal, maybe to change an accommodation. We just need to stay on top of it, try and keep it positive, and just all all realize we're working in the same direction. Yeah. I worry that um, sometimes that that gets lost, you know, yes. that, that teachers have different opinions, staff have different opinions, parents have different opinions, but we are all there for the child. Right. You know, so keeping those lines of communication open, making sure that you're sending the follow-up emails if you need to, calling a meeting when it's necessary, making sure that you're building that relationship with your school staff. I love mm-hmm. the idea of figuring out the communication at the beginning. Wish I would have known that when I was teaching. <laughs> that might have helped me out a little bit more. Um, but I love all of that. And if you need help, reach out to Katrina or myself, and we'll be happy to help you navigate how to be heard at that IEP table, but also that your teachers and staff are hearing you. Yes. Katrina has great suggestions on that. I would have loved to hear that again when I was in the classroom, but I know better now, so I'll do better as Mm -hmm. as a coach and a consultant. So have a great afternoon or day or wherever it is that you're listening from, and we'll talk soon.